Hey, fabulous listener. If you want to become a powerful and profitable trauma-informed coach, my business partner, Kushla, and I have a special free five-day training starting next Monday, April 29th. To join us, you can simply message me the word powerful at Erin Anderson Trauma Coach on Instagram or on Facebook, you can find me at Erin Anderson Betrayal Trauma Coaching and we'll send you the details so you can join us. We're going to be sharing some special training on our body, mind, energy approach to help clients have faster shifts and healing and how we make a consistent five figures each month as trauma-informed coaches. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know may like, make sure you come join us for this five-day challenge. We're going to be sharing more in there than most paid programs. Welcome to the other side of the struggle. This is a podcast where we talk about trauma, how to heal it, and then how to take it and use it to unlock your mission and your potential and to use it to live your very best dream life. When you're dealing with betrayal trauma, it can be hard to know how to heal it, how to stop the pain, and to know what your next steps are to take in your own life. And these are the questions that we try to answer here. Trauma has the ability to rob us of our joy and identity, which is why it's so miserable to experience. But with the right tools and with the right mindset, we can totally reclaim that joy and even use this trauma to strengthen ourselves so that way trauma does not knock us off of our joy again. Living your dream life should be a non-negotiable, but trauma tends to try to negotiate that with you. And even though trauma is not something that we will completely ever be free of in our life, the pain is negotiable. This is why I created Erin Anderson Betrayal Trauma Coaching and this podcast is because I want my listeners, I want my clients to live, truly live free from the prison that trauma can put you in. I want you to live on the other side of the struggle. Okay, I want you to stop what you're doing right now for just a minute, and I really want you to hear me out. I want you to go right now to erinanderson.cartra.com forward slash page forward slash heart of gold. There you are going to find a free meditation just for you from me. This meditation is amazing. Let me tell you a little bit about what it's going to give you. Okay. Number one, it's going to help boost your confidence. If you are dealing with trauma, then you are most likely dealing with a confidence issue as well. And it's something that you are really, really wanting back. Number two, 
it is going to help you find security in your situations in your life because it's going to help you gain a sense of self-love and some self-trust. The third thing this is going to give you is an ability to escape the trauma that you're experiencing right now, this very minute, and help you find peace and joy and love and a deep appreciation for you and your experiences. This is going to really help you reconnect with yourself. So that is very, very, very important when you are dealing with healing from trauma. So again, I'm going to tell you what it, what that website is that you need to go to. AaronAnderson.Kartra, K-A-R-T-R-A dot com slash page slash heart of gold capital h e a r t o f capital g o l d go check out this meditation please claim it for yourself because it is 100% a gift from me to you to help you heal right now from trauma all my love <music> Welcome back to another episode of The Other Side of the Struggle. We've got back with us the fabulous and wonderful Daniel Adams. Um, Now, I'm just telling you guys, I love my chats with Daniel. I always learn something super cool and super fun, and he's just a fun person to hang out with. So, of course, you know, we have to have him back onto the podcast. So thank you for being with us, Daniel. You're welcome. Thank you, Erin. What's up, ladies? And... For those of you that ha- are watching on YouTube, you should notice Daniel's got a haircut. It looks good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So this week, we are chatting about three mindset shifts that are missing in our lives, that are stunting our freedom, our ability to create wealth, which is a huge piece, honestly, because, you know, the women that I talk to, you know, husband has been into pornography. Um, most of the husbands don't love that fact. I will say that. But they really struggle to support their wife financially to be able to take back her life, take back her healing and things like that. And so, like, one of the things I really preach is, girls, go out and get your own money, right? But when you're stuck in these mindsets it can really, really stunt that from happening. So I think this is going to be a great conversation for sure. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of just turn it over to you. You you and I were kind of just, <clears throat> excuse me, talking back and forth a few minutes ago just about these mind sh- mindset shifts. And, you know, as we were talking, I'm just like, yep, yep, yep. And obviously, like, I think that there's a lot of mentality that needs to change when we go from, you know, stuck in victim mode to more on the victor side of things, 
more into the confidence, more into, uh, you know, being really intentional with our lives. It takes a lot of change in our minds. And so what are these three mindset shifts? What I've noticed working with thousands of families since 2011 through some really sticky situations of abuse, Mm -hmm. in some cases, homicide, in some cases, betrayal, like some really, really, really grievous, like how could you possibly treat another human being in this way? Here's what I've noticed. Like the biggest mindset shifts for, like you said, for men and women to move out of the pattern of feeling like a victim and moving into patterns of feeling like the victor. Right. These three patterns I see over and over and over again, these three mindset shifts I see over and over and over and over again. And if you're listening, I pray that you'll try these on. Open yourselves to consider the possibilities of them, and don't take my word for it. By your fruits, you shall know them, is the scripture, right? So, like, yeah, try this on in your own life. If it's trash, throw it out. And deeply, deeply confident after watching thousands of families use this, and many not refuse to use this and fall flat on their face. These are very, very, very powerful shifts. What are they? Number one, adopting the frame that life is happening through me, Mm -hmm. not to me. Mm -hmm. Life is happening through me, not to me. Yes, that's beautiful. Number two, emotions are the vehicle to our change not the obstacle. Another big one. Emotions are the vehicle for our change, not the obstacle. Yep. And three, this is what governs money. This is what governs intimacy. This is what governs internal peace and freedom and sovereignty. Focus. 80% of your time and energy on what you're creating, not what you're trying to heal from. Yes. Healing is important. If I'm focused on, well, we'll talk about it. This is the overview. (laughs) I love it. And it's huge. And we are, we're totally going to dive into all three of those today because they are giant mindset shifts. You know, as you're talking I'm like, yep, hit that one. Yep, hit that one. Yep, hit that one. You know, because, you know, uh, you you posted, was it today or yesterday? I don't remember, but about like how healing is a myth. It's not something that you're ever just going to achieve, right? It's 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 not like, because trauma keeps coming up. Trauma keeps happening. Like tomorrow, something could totally unexpected could come up but you know i've said it on the podcast several times you know uh i've dealt with you know my husband's bad habits my mom's bad habits my grandma's bad habits bad habits from people all around me that i took incredibly personally and then recently and i i can't go into a ton of detail but recently one of the hardest things ever has happened to my family and yet 
there's like no stealing of the joy, no stealing of the fun, no stealing of like, like yeah. we're still happy. We're still super happy, even though we're going through this super hard thing. Right. And it's totally these mindset shifts that are the catalyst to this. Totally. Yeah. And there's this, it's every time we talk, like, I want to be clear that we're not saying anybody's doing life wrong. Yeah. We're not saying we have all the answers. We're not mitigating pain. We're not saying what is being experienced isn't horrendous. In many cases, it is. Yeah. I'm simply saying when I adopt the mindset that all things shall work together for my good, like it Mm. says in DNC. When it says, when God tells Joseph, all these things shall be for your good. And you're like, how could this possibly be for my good? Especially with so much pain present, mm-hmm. right? It's like, there's a scripture in Isaiah that talks about my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. What's God trying to teach us? And I keep coming back to this theme in the scriptures of life is happening through me, not to me. Yes. And there's a decision to be made at some point of like, am I a victim to what I experience? Am I just here to simply be punished or to be rewarded based on if I'm good enough or worthy enough or read scriptures hard enough or use the right communication techniques or have sex good enough or make enough money or whatever? All of it's based in this enoughness. Mm-hmm. of drama triangle relating and it has very mm-hmm. predictable fruit every time. Yes, it totally does. You know, and exactly what you're saying here, everything is happening through me, not to me, you know, and that was like one of the hardest things. Like, let me backtrack for just a second. Like what you're talking about is exactly what this podcast is about is the other side of the struggle, right? <clears throat> You're there, I'm there, or at least the struggle that we had previously. Like, you know, who knows what comes up tomorrow? But this idea that everything is happening through me, it was one of the biggest things that I noticed. Like, as I took a step back and just decided to witness what was happening in my life, this was the first time it ever happened, right? I noticed... I wasn't okay with the way I was being treated by my mom or my husband or my grandma or my neighbor or my coworker, uh, friends. Like I had literal betrayal trauma just hitting me from every single side. And I was like, but what's the one constant? Me. Me. I was like, crap. <laughs> you know, like how am I? How? How, how, how? And it's not for lack of trying. And it's not for lack of effort. And it's not like there's a pattern at which I am relating to my world. There's a pattern that I'm relating to God. There's a pattern that I'm relating to spouse. There's a pattern that I'm relating to my kids. There's a pattern I'm relating to my in-laws. There's a pattern I'm relating to my HOA. I'm a pattern that I'm relating to the church according to the certain pattern, right? And it's this mindset, this life view of if life is happening to me, if I am helpless to simply blame, yeah, take what's given. Blame is like the only option. 
But that takes away your power. It completely right. takes away your power. It takes away your ability to do because now you have to wait on somebody else to do something before you right. can do something. And, and where's sovereignty and agency in that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I will say, like, at first, when I first experienced that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a self-betrayal. Like, I felt so betrayed by myself for yeah. first acknowledging that I was the center constant. Right. But then I was like, but what is the bigger betrayal? What is the bigger self-betrayal for me to not acknowledge that and keep placing the blame in everyone else? Or for me to actually look at myself, and this actually kind of jumps a little bit to the third mindset we're talking about today, but create the person that I would be proud of. Yes. You know, whoo, what a mindset shift that one was. I would Independent you. of what my spouse is doing, independent of what my in-laws are doing, independent of what the church does, independent of what my HOA does, independent of whether our cars work or not, like... Who is the person I'm creating? Because I can only make change in one place. That's why it's so powerful to look at life is happening through me. Life is happening for me is one way that a lot of evangelicals talk mm -hmm. about it. God is for you. Mm -hmm. He's in favor of you doing well. Mm -hmm. He is. How do I find the laws, the universal laws that are governing the outcome that I'm interested in? Yeah. And then if it's happening through you, once you change yourself to reflect and match those laws, then that means that filter has to change. Right. And once that filter changes, experiences and results change. Yes. To your betterment. And the thing is, too, like, am I, like, looking back now, would I change the abuse, the, the you know, emotional poop? <laughs> emotional vomit you know that happened to me no i would not because and this is something i think a lot of people don't realize is that once you shift to that everything happens through me all of a sudden now you're opening yourself up to mission and purpose yes. as it like that was a big mind mind like blowing moment there was that perhaps Maybe just perhaps I have to understand this trauma so that way I change it and can step more fully into my mission and purpose. And you look at like all of the gifts and talents that I was brought here to this earth with, you know, I sing. I've been at a Bravenal Hall. I have done solos there for crying out loud. I write music play the piano, do podcasts. I'm pretty good with words. I love to write. Like, you know, I've got all of these gifts and talents that actually support this, this, this mission and purpose. Yes. Is it possible that my trials or what I view as a trial are there to support it as well? So how do you feel about boundaries? It's a legitimate question. A lot of people come to me really struggling with this concept. They often feel guilty for setting boundaries or they're not sure about even what a boundary is. You know, they've heard the term, set the boundary, 
things like that, but that's really confusing for them because it's not something that's well taught in our society nowadays, right? They know that boundaries are really important to having healthy, constructive, supportive, and wonderful relationships, but why? And oftentimes, they also know that they feel like their boundaries are being violated, but they can't quite pinpoint what the boundary is that's being violated. That's why I've created the Clarifying and Creating Your Boundaries free PDF. You can find out what your boundaries are, how to tune in to what the boundary needs to be, and how to effectively create and communicate your boundary so that way you stay in this place that respects you, respects the other person, but also gives you the confidence in your boundaries so that way you stop being gaslighted, disrespected, and unseen. So having your boundaries really clear gives you a voice and also helps the other person stay in accountability with themselves. So that's not a role that you have to take on anymore. So if you are ready to really have clear boundaries, to really understand what your role is in the boundary, and to give yourself some safety and some protection against people that might try to gaslight you or are just being disrespectful, go grab my Creating and Clarifying Your Boundary PDF at AaronAndersonTheTraumaCoach.com. And while you're there, let's schedule a call with me. Come have a chat with me so that way I can really, really help you master this particular skill, creating boundaries, clarifying the boundary, communicating that boundary, and so that way I can also help you have relationships that show up to support you, cherish you, and love you. Well said. Well, it's such a perfect segue into number two. Yes. That emotions are not the obstacle to my healing or to my relationships. Emotions are the vehicle for evolution. Emotion is the way through. Emotion is the solution. Yes. I've, I've got to pause you for just a second here because this <laughs> is the coolest thing. Every time I think about emotions, right, the scripture about um, hungering and thirsting after righteousness comes to my mind when the Savior says hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, hunger and thirst are two things that are uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But yet they are for they me. Are, yeah, I don't like them, right? <laughs> I like food. I like food a lot, maybe sometimes too much, but I still like it. And when I'm hungry or when I'm thirsty, I want to change it. It gets my attention. It's making me pay attention to what is wrong, right? Is it possible? Is it simply possible that the Lord might be talking about your emotions in that scripture? Are your emotions there to get your attention? Mine are. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mine are too, right? <laughs> My son said the most incredible prayer yesterday. He's 12. We had a really intense thunderstorm here in Nashville. You and he said, tornadoes hey. there too? Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'd be praying then too. And he's he's pretty sensitive. 
So like, I was, I was feeling super safe. He was not. Mm-hmm. And he came downstairs and he said, Hey, there's so much thunder and lightning going on. Can we pray? I said, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's your day. Cause it's Sunday was his day or whatever. She's like, uh, okay. He said the most inspiring prayer. He said, God, usually I pray for you to end the storms, but I'm done with that. Today I'm praying for you to help me find peace and safety in myself, whether the storm stops or not. Ooh, at a 12-year-old level. Isn't that scrumptious? That's, well, yeah. Right? Because it's like, instead of praying for everything outside of me to change so I can be good, so I'm okay, Whoa! I'm praying to make the change inside. To be okay with whatever's going on outside. That's a very different prayer with very different results, right? And it ties back into this emotion piece to where anger and fear and sadness and joy are all core emotions. Mm -hmm. They are. And I hope everyone understands that like, they will continue to be part of our life forever. Because they are part of the fabric of the cosmos. Like mm-hmm. emotions are waves. They're mm-hmm. vibrations measurable by science. Ask David Hawkins in Power versus Force. Like they're not going away. It would be like trying to eliminate colors out of the color spectrum. You can't make green yeah. go away. It's a vibration. <laughs> you can't make red go away. It's a vibration. You can't heal so much that now red is not part of your life because you decided that there was going to be no more red. Right. Like that would be absurd. Right. Be like, oh, well, I've healed. So, you know, orange is no longer part of the color spectrum anymore. That's absurd to say the same thing of like, well, I never feel sad anymore because I've healed. You know, I'm such an evolved soul that I'm beyond sadness. It's not possible. No. There will always be new layers of fear. There will always be new layers of anger. There will always be new layers of sadness. And there will always be new layers of joy. Mm -hmm. It's part of what we inherit as God's in training. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, that's so profound too. saying, you know, like, we're not just going to get rid of colors, right? right? It doesn't make sense. And, you know, being healed, I think personally is not saying you're never going to experience an emotion again. It's not that it's more or less saying I'm experiencing this emotion. And I set this boundary with myself that this is what I do now. And it's literally setting a pathway in the brain. Right. So once that's triggered, you go to this destination, you know, um, you and I talked a little bit about before, before, a little bit before we got on the the call about the the wheat and the tares, right? Mm-hmm. And how people often they think about like, oh, well, that scripture is there to describe when Christ comes again and he will take his people with him and, you know, burn the sinners. And I love to really think about it this way. You know, we do have things sown in our day-to-day lives that are tough, 
that are difficult, but sometimes might even look like um, we want it or might even entice us to be in, be desirable and things. And eventually we realize, oh, that is not at all what it is I wanted, right? Um, but emotions are often like that. Emotions are very much like that. We we think that we want all the joy, all the all the happiness, all the excitement, and we leave sadness, uh, discomfort, anger off onto the side, and we never experience those again. But that's not the case at all. It is actually accepting both the wheat and the tares, all of the emotions, all of the experiences, learning from the experience that the emotions are actually pointing you towards, and then separating, you know, this is the wisdom I am going to take. This is the wisdom that's going to help me be a person I can be proud of. This is the wisdom that's going to help me be the next version of fantastic human. And you leave behind the things that are only going to drag you down. That is, I think, personally, the whole definition of the wheat and the tares. It's realizing that once we embrace and accept it all, because I had to do that. I had to like look at my at, at all of these things that were happening in my life. You know, the experiences I was having with other people. It wasn't until I embraced it all and finally got a good hard look at that that I was able to say, you know what? This is not who I am. This is not who I want to so be. This is this is not the Aaron 2.0. Now we're at like 10.0, right? But this is not who I am. And then as I got looking at those experiences and learning from those emotions, I left behind the thing that didn't serve me anymore, which was the victim mentality. And once I said, oh, I'm not the victim anymore. I'm Aaron. I am Aaron Anderson. There's no part of me, like, God did not create me to be a victim. God created me to be a creator. Yes, the beautiful evolution. It was huge. And it's a decision that you made once and a decision you get to make every day for Mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wish that every family understood was, is that emotions are neutral and natural. Mm-hmm. naturally occurring just because anger is there doesn't mean somebody did something wrong it just means an agreement got broken it's mm-hmm. a call for change right just because fear is present doesn't mean you did something wrong it's like natural just because sadness is is present doesn't mean anything's wrong it means that you're having the sensation of sadness just because you're having immense joy doesn't mean anything's wrong Right. And that can be really threatening to succeed at a very high level and it can be very uncomfortable, right? So it's like the more we get comfortable with the sensations in our body that come with emotions, yep, and we can break these down. When I'm feeling angry, I often have an inflamed throat, tightness in my jaw, tightness Back. in right. the in the in yeah, the shoulders, in mm-hmm. the traps. Mm-hmm. 
And I will often feel it in my stomach and this rage moving up my spine. This is when there's a call for change or something that I'd like to be different in my space about myself or about somebody else. These are all sensations. Yep. The sensation of sadness for me starts in the chest. It moves up the throat and a tightening of the throat. It comes up to where there's some pressure behind the eyes and some leaking of Mm -hmm. tears. And that's the sensation of sadness for me. And it comes in waves and I make noises that are embarrassing to me. This is all part of my sadness experience. When I experience fear, there's a sensation in my body of stopping. Mm -hmm. Everything pauses and freezes and the breath stops and my muscles get tight and tense and ready for fighting or flighting Mm -hmm. or fawning or Mm -hmm. freezing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, To add breath to what I'm experiencing with fear and how that grips in the bottom of my stomach. And it's right when I get to the top of the roller coaster and I go, oh my gosh, am I going to die? And look how high up we are. And and I make that noise, right? And that's a sensation. And if I can learn to be with that sensation, the roller coaster becomes fun. Yes. Am I saying your trauma should be fun? No, 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 not no, no. quite. I'm saying like, let's learn to ride the waves of what's here. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And then I'll describe joy sensations too. I was going to say what you're describing is what I call taming the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have uh, backyard chickens. Uh, we just got six more. So I'm, I'm t- currently up to about 14 backyard chickens, right? With one rooster. And there's a reason why we call them either Coco Loco or Coco uh, melon. If he's Coco Melon, he's not being too bad. He's pretty okay, you know, pretty chill that day. If he's Coco Loco, he's out for blood. Like, he is ready to kill. He is a trained, like, little feathered ninja assassin, that, that, lo- that rooster, right? And the first time I got him and I realized that he was like that, I was like, oh crap, you know, the fear that can't, that comes up. And I would have to like go in the into the coop and stuff like that with a like shovel in front of me just to like block him, right? But what ended up happening is like like you said, becoming aware of our emotions and what is the actual truth, right? I'm like ten times bigger than that stinking rooster. <laughs> <laughs> I am way bigger. Did, did you feel more anger, fear, joy, or sadness when you're in with the chicken? Oh, probably fear. With the rooster. Fear? Probably fear. And there's yeah. a sensation that goes with fear, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't experience that anymore, which is really interesting because I had to like I had to sit with it. I had to realize what was the truth, right? When you sit with it, you can start to learn from it. You can start to realize what's actually happening. And um, now, you know, if you ever, it's it's pretty rare he decides he wants to be a trained assassin with me. But now I went, I learned all I could about, about how to train a rooster and how to get them to understand that you are there for their benefit, support, to help them and everything. And so I literally trained the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and through that myself and now 
it's not like I'm not afraid of him anymore. I just I know immediately if he comes after me what to do and we're good. Right. And you spent time with that sensation of fear. You spent time with the breath stoppage. Mm -hmm. You spent time with some of the thoughts of like, well, what if he creates pain for me that's more intense than I can handle? Mm -hmm. And that's part of what is behind fear, right? Mm -hmm. And this, this is true in our journey with pain and joy and suffering and sorrow and triumph and creating the kind of relational patterns that really are going to serve us. Cause the only time I have a problem is when I'm feeling big feelings about it. If I didn't have big feelings about it, it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Right. There are like a thousand terrible things happening in the United States this very minute. Anybody listening is probably aware of like maybe four or five of them. Mm -hmm. But it, it doesn't change that the other 995 things are terrible and horrible and awful, but you don't have big feelings about them. So they're not super in your awareness. Mm -hmm. So like, let's learn to feel our feelings. Mm -hmm. And like you said, be with the fear. That peak fear probably lasts for what, 20 seconds? And once you feel it, then it moves on. That's the beauty of emotions. They're temporary. Right. I'm willing to go have an, like a real solid, ugly cry. I get, I work with a lot of self-made millionaires. Many of them are anxious that they're going to lose everything because they came from nothing and they're pretty sure they're going back to nothing. Every time somebody's like, hey, I have all this anxiety. My first question is, when was the last time you had a good cry? One client told me the other day, six years ago, Whoa. I said, it's probably time to have another cry. Like we get to feel your feelings because that's underneath and feel the sensation of the yes. feelings because that's what's underneath so many people's anxiety is like, there's some kind of feeling in my body that I don't feel equipped to handle. That's probably going to overwhelm me. So therefore I can't have it. So therefore I resist it. So therefore it comes out as porn overeating Pick your vice with smoking, right. whatever. Control. Lots, lots, lots yeah. of different things. Yeah. Right. Sexual frigidity anywhere along the spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh, we feel our feelings. It We're is the vehicle to change. It is the vehicle yeah. to let go of betrayal trauma. It is the yeah. vehicle to get into patterns that are going to create more of what it is that we're trying to create and more of what we want to experience. And it's not the obstacle. Just because you have feelings doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Nope. No, and you didn't. You didn't. It just means that you're human. So let's make it a fantastic one. Right. Right. And to be, fantastic, be, to be right. fantastic is to understand yourself on an emotional level. And so as we understand ourselves on an emotional level, the other thing we get to understand is joy and get comfortable with joy. Mm. And try on this question, how good can you stand it? I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Yep. Because here's number three. If I put 80% of my time and energy into what I'm creating instead of what I'm trying to fix or heal, that will always produce more than it takes. If I spend 80% of my time and energy trying to fix and heal, it will take more than it produces. And I guarantee it will show up in your bank account in your bedroom and the way you relate with your kids and everywhere else. 
It'll show up in your health. It'll show up in your thoughts. It'll show up in your energy levels. This is what I'm seeing from thousands of families. Spend more time creating what you're passionate about creating. I'd recommend 80% because we play with the 80-20 rule, right? Where Mm -hmm. 20%. Yeah. 20% is not always super fun, but you can learn from that and create something with it. And when I say 80-20, I mean 80% of all your revenue is going to come from 20% of your clients. Yep, that's actually true. 80% of all your changes are going to come from like 80% of the results come from 20% changes. If you can produce something that's like 80% good, B level, it will move your things ahead 20%. Like there's all this math involved and you can go read about 80-20 rule. But like, it's really, really powerful. So what I'm recommending and what so many people aren't understanding about betrayal trauma It's like you can't fix your way out of betrayal trauma. You can't heal your way out of betrayal trauma. The antidote is creativity. You have to get clear on what you're creating and go create it. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I'll be honest. Like, here I am. I've created, you know, a, a business that has hit five. We're going six figures now, you know, um, out of be trail trauma healing right but that is not what i created at first i had to first and foremost create the fantastic human that i'm proud of that that is where it starts that's where it begins because you know it's all fine and dandy to go off and and create um businesses and revenue and uh you know whatever it is you you're actually envisioning but this whole idea of how good can you actually stand it is huge yes it's huge like you can be uncomfortable with all of the the muck but why do you believe that that's how good you can stand it Right. Right. Why is that what you believe you deserve? Why is that what you believe you can stand? And I could try and get everyone around me to convince me otherwise. Yes. Or I could make change in the one place where it's possible to make change. Yes. In me. So, you know, we talk about this in one of my pillars. Um, You know, it's uh, the lean to the lean or the lean into. I should say, and learning how to trust, learning how to create, learning how to make decisions that might be a little bit scary, but hey, what what might happen? And we, you know, I I don't I can't speak for you, but I'm guessing because you're still here on Earth, we're still learning this concept too. You know, what is it that I can trust? How good can I truly stand it? Right. Mm-hmm. But for me. <laughs> You know, I still look at like some of the things that I probably really do need to like let go of. And it's like, oh, but, uh, uh, you know, that's like, my favorite. Really like that's it. who I, I really think I like am. It. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's still a little hard to give it up, even though I know I probably need to. Right. 
But once you start trusting yourself as a fantastic human, as this beautiful, beautiful being that God just put on this earth and for a reason that you were created from the highest form of love. Right. You know, if you don't believe in God, I guarantee you believe in love. Guarantee it. You've experienced it. So what's the highest form of love and how is that part of your life? How did, how is that like in the details? And once you start understanding these concepts and starting to view yourself as these concepts, a whole other vision of yourself becomes possible. And that is the beginning step, creating that person first. Because I'll tell you something, the way I relate now, this doesn't mean that people still don't come and disrespect me. But the way I relate to them is wholly different. Right. Wholly different. I am a loving, loving human being. So my highest period, right? I'm a fantastic human. I love it. I love who I am. But if somebody comes into my space and disrespects me before, I would wonder, oh, are they right? Is something wrong with me? You know, because it would be triggering all of these beliefs I held about myself. Right. All this identity stuff. All this identity stuff, right? Now, it doesn't trigger that. Immediately, I think to myself, hmm, what's the most loving thing I can do here? Hey, you know what? That's not really super respectful. I don't really appreciate you bringing that into my space. Uh, Can we change the conversation? If not, you know. I'm committed we're, we're to something stopping. else. We're committing to something else. I'm. I'm I know what right? I'm creating. Right. Right. Who, who wants to come? Right. Exactly. And you know what? People that you didn't think really wanted to come do. Like Absolutely. they totally do. I. You know. I mentioned my husband, my my grandma, my mom. They're still in this journey with me. Right. And they've made changes because. I made changes. <laughs> so good. It's the one place yeah. I can make change, right? Yes. Yes. That's such a great example, you know, as, as we wrap this conversation and, and recap, like it's exactly what you said. You're the shining example of life is happening through me, not to me. Mm-hmm. I can only make change in one place. So I'm going to change me and who I think I am. And I'm going to get clear on my values and I'm going to live those. You've spent a bunch of time feeling your feelings. And when there's sadness, you feel it. And when there's anger, you feel it. And when there's fear, you feel it. And when there's joy, you feel it too. And it's these experiences that you're having, not who you are. Your feelings are not who you are. They're just what you're experiencing. Yes. I'm going to. And that gets you back in creatorship, right? So you're spending 80% of your time and energy creating what it is that you actually want instead of trying to heal and change everybody else to make you feel safe. It's amazing. Well, you know, a really powerful question that just popped into my mind is, you know, so many women live with shame, you know, sure. when it, when it comes to betrayal trauma, lots and lots of shame, right? And men too, men too. I mean, that's why we've got a, per, a pornography pandemic on this earth. 
But here's a great question to ask yourselves. Are you ashamed of who you are? Or are you ashamed of your emotions? You know, because, you know, looking back, I was always ashamed of my emotions. And even now, sometimes, like, when I get super emotional with with someone, there's still that just little bit of shame that comes up. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, like, this is no judgment. I experienced this, too. And it's the shame that we are trying to avoid. But once we finally embrace the emotions and being human with them, you know, we learn from them. We learn how to balance them. We learn how to act upon them or act with them. Right. What would you say is the sensation of shame? If you could touch it. Mm, That's a good question. It's like a shrinking feeling like. You want to hide. You want to run and hide. You want to shrink away, you know, like, oh, oh, don't look at me kind of a thing. You know, it's in your try shoulders. On shame. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like shoulders, it's in your shoulders. You're, it's in your There's neck. a lump in my throat. Yeah. Kind of a knot my in your stomach. gut. Yeah. Yep. Tightens in. Yep. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is you kind of want to touch your elbows when you're in shame. Like, you know, hide me. Absolutely. Kind of a thing. And your body really does react to these emotions. Yes. And so when you just sit with them and you're open, it's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to hide. We're not going to, we're, we're going to experience this. Why are you ashamed of being human? Yes. So good. Right. And if I'm willing to feel that sensation. It would put me in a completely different energy. Absolutely. And I can get back to creatorship. Now I can get back to doing the thing that I actually want to do instead of like spending time, energy, and bazillions of dollars to like get healed, which never has a finish line. It doesn't. Because I will always have emotion. So if I'm Mm -hmm. saying like, well, I'm not healed because I'm having emotions still, like, of course you're having emotions still. It's like the most human thing in the world. You will always have emotion. God, God has, has emotions. emotions. Yes. <laughs> Christ has emotions. I'm it's all through sure. the scriptures. Well, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> you know, when Christ was being nailed to the cross, he wasn't thinking to himself, oh, this is fun. You know, I'm right. pretty sure that was not happening. So, no, like emotions are the things that make us the most human we can possibly be, but they also perfect the human. Yes. It's not about the healing it's not like i hate the word recovery like i don't want yeah. to recover anything about, about what <laughs> i go all of that yeah no we're we're good i'm letting go of that those rocks they're 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 where they're at but to claim me oh no i'm all about that i'm all about that and it excites me you get to that next version to the next person to the next this is this is Aaron 11.0 now you know what I mean yes so ah fantastic conversation Daniel thanks so much for hanging out with us I have just good juicy stuff totally good juicy stuff um if you got comments listeners love to hear them love to hear your experience with this yes 
If it's yeah. relevant, I'd love to hear about it. If you like are seriously disagreeing with what we're sharing, would love to hear that too. Like let's have conversations about what's working. Totally. Yeah, totally. Let us know. Uh, comment sections. Gal, where can people find you as well, Daniel? www.createprofitableliving.com. It's a great spot. We've got a receiving challenge there uh, that has served hundreds so far. I'd love for it to be thousands and tens of thousands. It's completely free. Uh, we've got, we're currently running a LDS Moms Guide to Six Figure Income that has blown the doors off of all sorts of people's money stories um, and lots of other great spaces uh, to grow your family, help you get clear on what it is you're creating. And we're just getting started over there at Create Profitable Living. So check us out. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, I'm part of uh, Daniel Circles, too, and love everything that he comes out with. So go check him out. Oh, you're welcome. Totally. Go check him out. Um, by the time this podcast is out, too, I will have some course videos that you guys can go check out, which will be in the links below. So if you're looking at how you can be that fantastic human, some boundaries you can set. Uh, my husband just looked at porn. Now what? If you're into that kind of stuff, that's all in the course videos and we run it through my seven pillars. So go check that out as well. So, all right, everyone can't wait for Daniel to come back and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Okay. My loves, are you tired of feeling overwhelmed like you have lost yourself in the trauma and like you have to control everyone and their decisions all the time. If that is you, then I have a brand new freebie just for you to help you start to organize your life and your time to start reflecting more of what it is you truly want. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard clients and potential clients say that they just wish that they could find themselves again after the trauma, that the trauma is consuming their every thought and that they just cannot move past it and that they're feeling super, super overwhelmed by life and their responsibilities and that they just don't have time for themselves anymore. The aim with Organize for Healing is simply to help you simplify, get some answers, figure it out what it is that you truly do want, start gaining the confidence in yourself in your decisions and discover yourself again to get clear with who you are, have your own back and become your own best friend. Because my loves, when you truly, truly have those things, you are in true healing mode and in a mode where trauma cannot disrupt you again. So if you are ready to take some simple actions and simplify your life and to start getting back into play mode and start reclaiming your confidence, your desires and your life and identity again, go grab my free PDF, Organize for Healing. It is in the link below in the descriptions. Go grab it and I will see you on the other side from my heart to your heart. Bye.
Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening in on this podcasting episode. Don't forget to tune in next week. It's going to be 